meditation is almost voluntary control of gene expression, which is. Welcome to The Pursuit. I'm your host, Ben Spangle. I'm excited to have you here today. At our show, we're all about helping you in the pursuit of your best body, mind, spirit, and life. Thanks for being here. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Excited for today. I've got my friend, Dr. Tyler Panzer. I'm so excited to have you today, brother. It, uh, we're going to have a great chat today. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on. Looking forward to sharing my unique take on health and wellness, but also, you know, how understanding your cells, how they work, can really help you fight against the current for personal growth, personal development. Yeah, I'm excited about it too. I, uh, as I, I, I know we've chatted a few times on Instagram, um, but as I started looking more and more into you, I mean, you have an extensive, extensive background in terms of, I think, cellular biology, molecular biology, neuroscience. I mean, it's amazing to see all the stuff that you've been studying up to this point and, and becoming well-versed in. So I know we're going to have fun today for sure. Um, let's, let's start with this. You know, I know your focus is helping people really, I guess, optimizing their health. How do they, how do they live their best self? And you do that in a unique way, for sure, which, of course, we'll talk about that. Uh, but when you think about I guess for you, when you think about becoming maybe the healthiest version of yourself, what comes to mind for you? Yeah, I think the physical health, mm -hmm. the mental health, but I also think spiritual health is immensely, immensely important. Mm -hmm. um, I think that that's tragically overlooked and without a doubt, your mindset, the power of placebo the power of nocebo. So if you think bad things are going to happen to you, um, mm -hmm. this has been well documented. People can literally increase inflammation in their body just by being told that something will cause inflammation when in reality it's water. So mm -hmm. it's really, really profound. Those are the three pillars, I think. And you could kind of break those up into good nutrition, daily mm -hmm. movement, uh, daily sun exposure. You know, I do think the sun is kind of wrongly demonized. We do need controlled unprotected sun exposure you know sunburn mm -hmm. is the enemy mm. but you know i started out once i'm in new york so once winter ends i'll start with just three three to four minutes you know shirt off in the sun you know walk and slowly build that up over time i think that's very important mm. um and then also just having genuine connections having mm. friends family that you can be your authentic self around i think a lot of people today's day and age there's a lot of yes men and people pleasers, yes women, and um, a lot of people have these friends they've had for their whole life, for decades, mm -hmm. for years, and they'll bother each other and they won't speak up about it. It can lead to resentment, and I really do think that when you're not speaking your truth mm -hmm. and you – and this could be your close friend. It's not like you know someone you don't like, but they do some things or mannerisms that bother you a bit and you just bottle that up and don't bring it to their attention – um, I do think that can skew how you view that person long term over time and kind of view them in more of a negative tint, a negative lens to that. So I'm always the type of guy, I have no problem, respectfully, of course, rocking the boat a little bit, airing out, you know, concerns I have this and that, because then it's just smooth mm -hmm. sailing. You feel genuinely connected. And that genuine connection with others, I think, is a huge component of overall health. Mm. I love it, man. I'm curious if we can jump right into this stuff. Uh, I've, I've been fascinated by uh, Dispenza's work for a long time. So I, I know a little bit about it, no, nowhere near the degree that we're able to talk about today. 
But I do want to hear, as you brought up, maybe not living authentically, there's negative emotions that come along with that, right? And various ones, people could experience different ones. What, in terms of a physiological level and what's or biological, what's going on in our body, let's say you're experiencing, um, you know, maybe something like guilt, regret, frustration. Can you talk a bit about just maybe even not living authentically, not just what that does emotionally, but what's actually happening internally? Yeah, absolutely. So the first thing is bottling these things up can cause just stress. Mm -hmm. So you can just feel anxious. Um, what's literally happening there is that your genes that are releasing cortisol or adrenaline are helping you clear these stress molecules. Mm -hmm. um, they can be flipped on and off. So that's what's called epigenetics. That's what Joe Dispenza, Joe Dispenza studies. We'll get into my focus is genetics, but I'm deeply involved. I believe in the epigenetic side mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. um, so you can have the anxiety, those types of feelings come up. But over time as well, and this is an emerging area of research, um, it, it's thought that the muscle fascia, the fascia in your body in between the muscle and the skin um, – can hang on to that. There's been, I think, I forgot who is the <laughs> author of the book, The Body Keeps the Score. But basically, these, it's a type of form of miniature trauma, if you will, not living your authentic self. And usually that could stem back to childhood. You know, your feelings were kind of dismissed. You know, some of your needs weren't met. So you're used to kind of just internalizing these things and hanging on to that. Mm. And over time, that causes changes. Like I mentioned, things like cortisol. We all say mm. how stress kills. There have been studies that people – this is more so with more intense you know, childhood trauma events, but mm -hmm. they'll have lasting changes in their cortisol system <laughs> late into life that really? lead to these diseases. A lot of these chronic diseases are linked to chronically elevated cortisol levels. So I view it as a miniature version of that, if that makes sense. So like obviously sure. you know, some – Really intense childhood trauma will be more intense to you and imprinting to your body and your cells mm -hmm. versus just, you know, when you're 30 years old or 25 years old and you're just not being honest with your friends and bottling those things up. But I believe usually the people that are most likely to bottle those things up most likely experience some of these similar traumas growing up. So it's mm -hmm. not like it just started at that point in their life. Mm -hmm. It's usually cumulative over time. Usually people mm -hmm. have an easier time speaking up or – they don't. You know, it's a muscle. Mm -hmm. I do think you could train these things. Neuroplasticity, Joe Dispenza talks about that as well. Mm -hmm. But overall, it's basically the switching on of stress genes. And mm -hmm. when you're stressed, there's a lot of cortisol that actually blocks something called a natural killer cell. That's your body's okay. first line of defense against infections, pathogens, cancers, etc. So if you have high cortisol, you're going to turn that off. That's your first line of defense to clear out these pathogens and infections and cancers. So think about living with that chronically high stress due to these internalization of problems and not speaking your truth. Mm. It makes sense that the increased stress, increased traumatic events has been directly linked to various different diseases, cancers, Alzheimer's, depression, uh, osteoporosis. And I think the literature will only continue to demonstrate that over time. It's amazing, man. It's so amazing. You know, it's, I think most people, uh, even if they're not really into the subject, would agree that, you know, stress is doing some damage. There's no doubt, right? 
But when you break it down like that, I had no idea about that, that their primary line of defense is, did you say it's basically blocked out when cortisol exactly. is going? Exactly. Wow. You know, and there are other immune cells that kind of pick up the slack. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's called a natural killer cell for a reason. Like that's literally the first line, the first immune cell that can identify and destroy these things. Hmm. I studied cancer in my PhD. It starts from one cell that goes rogue. Mm. So we're actually, believe it or not, constantly having cells mutate while we're after we're born. That's the initiation of cancer. Mm. And our immune system will normally cleanse those out. The natural killer mm. cells will target them. Mm. Um, so they'll be programmed to be destroyed. So we're technically kind of always forming cancer cells. It's just mm. when that ability to recognize and destroy them or remove them or prune them is probably a better word. Once that ability is decreased, which, again, I think is linked to to the high cortisol, chronically higher stress levels, um, mm-hmm. that's when they can go awry and go rogue and grow into those. Like a tumor is millions and billions of an initial cancer cell that started from one cell going rogue. Hmm. Is there a way – so you know, if we mitigate stress, which we'll come back to later here, uh, of course, that's going to help. Is there a way to increase those natural killer cells? Yeah, so – and this is kind of where – like kind of what I do focuses on looking at people's genetics and figuring out which nutrients do your cells actually need more of. Now, mm-hmm. is there a supplement that specifically boosts just natural killer cells? I'm not so much aware of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but rather than thinking about how do I get more of them, I think the better question is how do I make them work better? Mm. And these mutations that we have, you know, you got some from mom, got some from dad, sperm meets egg, and then that's you, that zygote, that single cell organism that grows into you. All of your cells have these same mutations. So Mm. the mutations that may be making your brain cells not work as well, maybe leading to brain fog, depression, anxiety, these Mm. can also be leading to uh, immunodeficiency or inflammation or autoimmunity over time as well. The one thing I've realized understanding cell biology is pretty much everything affects everything. Mm. You know, I, I mentioned I could help from so many different things from anxiety and stress to low mood, to joints, to gut issues. Um, mm. But really I'm only doing one thing. I'm just mm. giving the cells more of what they genetically have a higher hunger for and what mm-hmm. things are they sensitive to and avoid those. So in reality, I'm doing one thing, mm. but once you make the cells function optimally, they have all the juice, all the ingredients they need to do their thing that's how they can kind of just do what they're meant to do and just be happy cells to make healthy, healthy organs to make happy, healthy people. Hmm. I like it. How, how different are we? I understand that the answers probably vary, but from each individual to each individual, when it comes to, you know, what you may recommend that, Hey, for this, how often are you seeing overlap? How different are things? You understand what I'm asking? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, the mutations that I focus on, a lot of clinical labs, like the regular doctor will focus on like very, very severe mutations. I used to work as an analyst in a genetics lab where we would sequence, you know, the unborn child um, for severe deficiencies or severe mutations where the child probably won't, you know, make it beyond a couple of hours outside of the womb. So that's mm-hmm. kind of what most people think of mutations. That's what they're thinking about. They're thinking of, you know, those rare mutations that are extremely detrimental on their own. This is why I, what I call holistic genetic health optimization. I'm looking at things that are actually very, very common. Um, it just depends. You have one mutation on that gene and it works 80% as well, 
or do you have five and it works 10% as well? Hmm. So the mutations itself, literally every human being has these mutations that I look at. And that's why I firmly believe every single human being could benefit from my workflow. It just depends on your current health status. Mm-hmm. You know, how poor is your health? And also mm-hmm. depends what you want out of life. Some mm-hmm. people, not everyone wants to be, you know, high performer, CEO, all those types of things, which is totally fine. Happiness is the goal. As long as you're happy, you're winning. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, or some people just want to not have joint pain so they can play with their grandkids. You know what I mean? So sure. um, these mutations are very, very common. We're talking 50 plus percent of the population can have these mutations. Wow. Um, but again, it's not just about one mutation. Um, the platform I use looks at 83 million mutations and then the AI kind of sorts a lot of it together. I layer my own expertise on top of that. Mm -hmm. And again, figure out, does your vitamin D pathway have four mutations, which everyone has these mutations, or do you have like 17 mutations? So Mm -hmm. that can dictate what priority, how urgent do we address that pathway? Because we all have these mutations. There's always another mutation you can support. There's always Mm -hmm. another supplement you, you can take. But at a certain point, you know, you can only take so many things. So how do you sort mm-hmm. through what's mm-hmm. the most bang for your buck? Um, mm-hmm. And that's really what I work with my clients to try and figure out. Yeah, let's talk a bit about because I, I want to have a bit of a better understanding myself. So I come to you. I'm yeah, I mean, at this point in my life, I don't feel like there's any health issues, but I want to mm-hmm. optimize. So yep. there's me that comes to optimize. So let's use me as an example. So I just want to feel better. Yeah, I just want more energy. I want to have less stress, happier, everything. So tell me your process. I come to you. What does it actually look like to work with you? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'll order the DNA kit right to your door. Mm-hmm. It usually takes a day or two. You literally open it up. It's pre-registered. Open up the tube, spit in the tube, send it back. Mm-hmm. It takes around a month for the results to come in. Mm-hmm. Once those results come in, um, I pull all the best parts of that. Mm-hmm. I'm looking up. I'm manually searching genes that aren't in those reports. Mm-hmm. Um, and I call what I do hyper-personalized, not just personalized, because a lot of companies out there will say, you have this one mutation, so you should take this supplement. Mm-hmm. Well, what if that supplement that does fix that, that, that mutation, what if it also pulls iron out of your body? Mm. And what if you're genetically prone to anemia, which is low iron? Mm-hmm. That can make you very, very sick. And this is what I see very often. And this is where my background in pharmacology, I'm an expert on how things affect cells. Mm. So these supplement companies, they'll just put anti-inflammatory, brain health, gut health. Any supplement does dozens of things in the body, if not hundreds. Mm -hmm. So how do you make sure, sure that one mechanism that it does might serve you, but those three others might be detrimental to you. So Mm. I'm not just, it's not just a carbon copy printout. Here's your stuff. I'm kind of like, on the front lines here, piecing this together for you. Mm-hmm. Now we have an hour long call where we're discussing, I'm educating you about the language of your body, the genetic language of your body, not just here, all the pills go ahead and take these. Mm-hmm. And then as I'm explaining this and distilling it down, most of my clients are like, holy crap. I'm like, this mutation is linked to this, this, and that. They're like, oh my God, that's me. Because mm. it makes sense because that is genetically hardwired to work too good, which can be a bad thing or not mm-hmm. good enough for your unique biology. Um, mm-hmm. So then we build um, vitamins, supplements. You'll get dozens of recommendations, but mm-hmm. my goal is to only start you out on, you know, maybe six to eight things, individual ingredients. I don't want a lot of interactions, mm-hmm. but um, 
yeah, and then you get diet recommendations, what foods may be called. People think diet is just processed garbage or healthy mm -hmm. food, healthy greens. Mm -hmm. um, I'm sure some of you guys listening heard about the carnivore diet where mm -hmm. they say plant foods are really bad for you, mm -hmm. um, meat's the way to go. Um, mm -hmm. That depends on your genetics, how well mm -hmm. you process these things. So mm -hmm. it's very frustrating seeing people you know, bash all plants. Sure. If you can handle the plants genetically, which we can figure out, then they make sense for you. Certain vegetables, certain certain naturally occurring chemicals in foods, not man-made, no pesticides that are naturally in the foods, in mm -hmm. very healthy foods, mm -hmm. may cause inflammation due to your unique DNA. So also telling mm -hmm. you which foods that you should maybe try to avoid, not because mm -hmm. they're toxic for you, not because they're not healthy for you. It's mm -hmm. just because your mutation makes you not process that um, as well. Um, mm -hmm. So then kind of I like I call I write a toddler proof protocol, you know, people get very confused working with genetic doctors in the past because it's like, here's all this stuff. It's overwhelming. It's mm -hmm. literally, you know, have some of this powder in the morning, have two pills of this, one pill of this with breakfast. So it's literally toddler proof, you know, as easy as possible for you to understand. So all you need to do is just follow through and then mm -hmm. pretty much, um, you know, book follow-ups is needed with blood work, those types of things. And most people are on their way after that. I love it, man. That's so cool. I'm excited. We're going to chat more about it. Uh, Absolutely. <laughs> um, so what you're saying too is when you're looking at the DNA, I just want to reiterate this. I know it was clear, but you're actually able to tell because of that from the gene sequencing, which foods are more beneficial, less beneficial based on really. Yeah. And you know, a lot of people too, there's the whole other side of which diet is the best for fat loss. Yeah. That data is a lot more preliminary. I don't mm -hmm. really – regarding meals, I don't do like meal plans for – I could help you get more energy. Mm -hmm. I could help your muscles have more stamina in the gym, but mm -hmm. I don't do you know the full-blown meal plan. This type of food might help you lose more weight because it's a little more murky. Can the data come out and be promising? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But yes, more so which foods have nutrients you need more of. And more importantly, which foods have things in them that your body doesn't process very well? Um, doesn't mean mm -hmm. you can never have them ever, mm -hmm. but I've had so many people like coffee and apple cider vinegar are two things I commonly see messing people up. Hmm. Coffee is very, very high in histamine. Histamine mm -hmm. is what causes allergies, but it also can cause anxiety, brain fog. I don't know if you ever seen that meme. It's about uh, when you have caffeine and it doesn't wake you up, but it raises your heart rate. No. It's some meme of like a skeleton in a chair, like being like, I don't know, like cracked out or something. And it's when um, you um, you have the caffeine, you don't feel that awake or sharp, but your heart rate goes up. And people share – I see it shared all the time. It's because it's very high in histamine. I can't hmm. break down histamine very well genetically. Hmm. So I actually um, need to – I never felt good having coffee. A lot of people I work with, they're like, oh, no, coffee's fine. I'm mm -hmm. like, listen – Let's try you on a natural caffeine pill with breakfast in the morning. Mm -hmm. After a few weeks, try the coffee again. Mm -hmm. They feel a lot better, and then they go back to it. They're like, huh, that is messing me up a little bit because mm -hmm. most people are constantly inflamed. It's very hard to read your body mm -hmm. if you don't know what normal feels like. You need that contrast. What does normal feel like? Then you can identify what messes you up. Mm -hmm. Most people are messed up 95, 100% of the time, so it's very mm -hmm. hard to navigate that. Hmm. It was fascinating. I uh, I just turned 37 last week, eight days ago. Happy birthday. Thank you. And uh, I told myself for this year, the year of 37, there was two things I wanted to remove entirely for a year just to see. So zero alcohol and then zero coffee. 
And any I, caffeine or just green coffee tea. specifically? Green tea. Okay. Yeah. And uh, so I just and, and I found for me coffee. Uh, it was pretty evident to me that for me personally, you know, probably a little more prone to getting a little bit more shakes in my hands, which is genetic as well. That's something we can look at as well. You know, caffeine related anxiety. Okay. That receptor that caffeine binds to can be mutated. So you can be much more prone to anxiety from that. Um, You know, there's different forms of caffeine. Theocrine is one. It's from the same family of plants. It's a lot smoother. So people don't do well on caffeine. You can try that um, or the green tea as well, because a lot of times you don't actually need that much caffeine if you're sleeping good, taking care. I mean, I take by far, I take maybe 200 milligrams of caffeine. So that's like one strong cup of coffee, two weak Mm. ones. First thing in the morning, I'm off to the gym. I'm buzzing the whole day. You know what mm. I mean? Mm. No crash. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's probably the biggest thing I've noticed switching from coffee to just green tea is uh, number one, I never get the shakes anymore, ever. Yeah. I mean, it's only been eight days, but <laughs> uh, but number two, I've noticed that there haven't been any of the afternoon crashes either yeah. for me too. So yeah, that's really cool, man. That's really cool. Um, we, we, we were talking beforehand. And I'm actually quite interested because often when you've come from a heavy science background, um, you know, a lot of what you do, of course, is research data and everything, right? I want to see the facts. And and often people think that if I'm very scientific, that it can almost be antagonistic to spirituality. Yes. And what I love, just even in the brief interaction about it, is that that's not the way you're looking at it. And so I, I want to hear your perspective of how does that merge your two worlds together? Yeah, absolutely. I'm very vocal. Kind of one of my little catchphrases. It's not spirit or science. Mm. It's both. Mm. Um, you know, I firmly believe whether you call it vibes, energies, frequencies, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I definitely think there is some other layer of connectivity that we can't quantify yet. I, mm-hmm. we, I, I've, I don't even know how many decades or lifetimes or centuries it'll be till we could quantify these mm-hmm. things. But once you get more in tune with yourself, um, you can be more sensitive to things and sensitive to people's, you know, it's been proven that your heart generates an electromagnetic field that extends four to five feet further from your body. This has been mm-hmm. demonstrated in the heart Institute. Yeah. So we know that there are energetic fields around us. Um, and a lot of these things that like mindfulness and breath work and meditation, these all literally turn on a gene called the BDNF gene that's literally like fertilizer for your brain cells. So it literally helps you grow brain cells and they meditation studies. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's basically meditation is almost voluntarily voluntary control of gene expression, which is really wild. When you think about it that way, mm-hmm. they've done studies on the brain structures of monks that have meditated for decades and literally their frontal lobe hippocampus can literally be enlarged mm-hmm. due to practicing that mindfulness. Um, I do think that, having a connection with, um, I like calling it, it, whatever it is, whether it's, Mm -hmm. um, whether it's religion, whether Mm -hmm. it's just more open-ended spirituality, Mm -hmm. even if it's a connection with yourself, I think having faith and belief in something, I'm not here to tell you guys what you should believe in, but I do think having belief in something, something else, something bigger is very motivating. It can help you feel aligned. I think people that are really in, I grew up, uh, not super religious, but you did Sunday school and stuff. I remember being a kid, you know, hearing um, the priest talk and you would get that kind of feeling of 
like a little bit of like a euphoria feeling hearing people preach. Mm. And honestly, now that I'm getting more into the personal development space, mm-hmm. you know, I feel that when I hear good speakers talk as well, like you For feel sure. that buzz. For sure. Um, I think these are all interconnected because you're connecting to what I just call it right now. Um, mm-hmm. Not the sexiest name, but, you know, placeholder for now. Yeah. Um, and I do think that plugging into that is very important for helping turn on good genes and turn off bad ones. They've done studies that um, people that were atheists that became religious and practiced their faith had lower risk. I believe it was depression. Mm. Um, I don't want to misspeak. I think it was another inflammatory condition um, because they have this belief in something bigger, higher. Um, and I do think that can kind of like Joe Dispenza work, you know, the belief mm-hmm. in these things, the belief that you can change mm-hmm. actually helps your cells work better. If you yeah. believe it, like Matt, if you're trying to manifest something mm-hmm. and you believe in it fully, I believe your cells turn on genes that make you more motivated, mm-hmm. less inflamed, mm-hmm. and you're able to do more work, more mm-hmm. higher quality work for longer periods of time because mm-hmm. you're inspired. Mm-hmm. So part of manifestation is your belief makes your cells work better so mm-hmm. you can work harder towards the goal. Mm-hmm. The other half is, you know, and this is what we can't really prove at all currently, the mm-hmm. universe kind of throwing a bone your way because you've been, been believing in yourself. You know, you can't really quantify. Like I went, uh, I told you before this, uh, I went viral on Facebook from one to 45,000 followers last weekend. Mm-hmm. And literally the past week or two, I've been giving myself a lot more grace and just you know, I'm trying to build this huge thing and revolutionize healthcare and all these things, but like it's a journey and giving myself more grace to be a little imperfect. And, you know, you want to enjoy the journey of life as well. So still working very hard, but not beating myself up so much. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I can't prove they're connected, but, you know, I finally gave myself grace and a week or so later, I go viral like I never have before, which is just to me, it's like, is it a coincidence? Was I just more relaxed so I made better content that went viral? Right. Was it the universe throwing me a bone? You know, and this is why I don't doubt anything at this point. Like if there's no yeah. data on something at this point, yeah. I don't doubt anything at face value. I'm like, sure, I don't know. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I feel like that's being open-minded like that is a good way to look at things because that avoids going down the paths of, you know, hate and judgment and bring up mm-hmm. these negative emotions, which mm-hmm. turn on the bad genes. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, I'm big in, uh, uh, big in the personal and spiritual growth. That's really my industry. Yep. And, um, one of the things that's fascinated me is I love learning from people like yourself that have all these amazing resources that have shown that science does say this. And I also love studying ancient wisdom. And what I love is, is how I'm noticing more and more as more discoveries are made is that the two are not antagonistic, but instead one and the same, right? Absolutely. I mean, science, we're studying, okay, well, this effect was created. How? Whereas to me, spirit, source, whatever you choose to call it, is, well, that's kind of like the cause. Now, we don't know how to explain that yet, Mm -hmm. but to me, that's exactly what it is, though, right? And so we're learning more and more about uh, how our world truly works and how reality truly is. So uh, it's amazing stuff. I love that. Um, what would you say I'm listening or I'm watching this and everything you're saying is say, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm looking for more. I mean, I want to optimize. I've got some health challenges and I know the best thing would be just go talk to you, get, you know, get in the program so they can learn it. What would you say are a couple general things we've talked about some already, but general things, no matter what, no matter what's going on in someone's life that, Hey, if you started with these 
few things, or is there even a perhaps supplement or two that you do recommend uh, that someone could start no matter what? Yeah, absolutely. And as I mentioned initially, um, I think they've done studies doing three five-minute walks after each meal mm. is more beneficial than doing one 15-minute walk. So really? even if you can do – it helps with digestion. It helps with anxiety. It helps the brain kind of center itself. Mm. Um, and it doesn't have to be after every meal, but – Getting out in the sun, even if it's for five minutes twice a day, mm-hmm. um, I think there's that. Um, I also think that getting food allergy testing is actually something I've seen help a lot of my clients. Mm. Um, I personally used to struggle with really bad uh, brain fog, anxiety, sleep issues, and turns out that I was severely allergic to foods I ate every day hmm. and severely allergic to mice and I actually worked with them every day pretty much for six years straight. I thought wow. I was being like poisoned at my lab. I felt so horrible. I'm like, what's going on? Wow. And I had to go doctor after doctor and they were kind of like, can you test me for allergies? They're like, no, you're not, you don't have hives. You don't have anaphylaxis. Mm-hmm. You're not sneezing. Mm-hmm. My histamine issue, my allergies went to my brain and caused those issues for me. Wow. Um, so you want to get a skin prick test, not a food sensitivity test, a food allergy skin prick test. Um, you know, I have clients where it doesn't turn up anything, but I also have clients where, oh, wow, like those eggs I was eating was the cause for or a contributor at least to my skin issues or the brain mm. fog. Um, so that's something I kind of recommend across the board to people. Um, I also recommend just getting regular blood work in general, even just a basic sort of panel. Mm-hmm. Um, and then optimizing sleep is just really hugely, hugely important as well. Um, I know that's a very broad tip, you know, sleep better. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm personally a big fan of melatonin supplementation. I think it's really wrongly demonized. Mm. It tells your body to make glutathione, the number one antioxidant in your body. Mm. Everyone talks about, especially in the holistic space, you want to get more glutathione, take glutathione supplements. Well, melatonin is what tells your body to make this antioxidant. Mm. I have many mutations. I don't secrete as much melatonin at nighttime due to my mutation. I'm also not as sensitive to the melatonin I release at nighttime. So it's like a double whammy there. Hmm. So I like the under the tongue liquid melatonin. Start with half a milligram. People really overdo it. They sell 20 times that dose and people try it. They're like, oh, I'm groggy. And they throw it Mm -hmm. out the window. I Mm -hmm. think low dose of that can be beneficial as well. But Mm. um, getting that sun exposure during the morning, during the day, getting a little bit of movement in, um, Mm -hmm. I think that's the bare minimum. And then, you know, before I work with people, I ask them, are you getting those things in? Now, obviously, everyone doesn't have time to do an hour-long jog every day. I get that. Mm-hmm. But even those little things can make you feel better. Mm. I'll go for a walk, and I'm like, wow, I want to go for another one now. You yeah. know, Because it's like yeah. once you get in that zone, it's like now – I used to hate doing cardio. Mm. Now I look forward to going outside and doing that. I feel so much better and it's, it's incremental over time. It's not gonna be like the first walk. It's like, Oh wow. Everything's better. Mm. But uh, yeah, those are some general things. And I also think that magnesium is a pretty good supplement across the board. Mm. Mutations in how you absorb magnesium are very common. So you could eat the, let's say the recommended amount was a gram of magnesium thrown out a number here. Mm-hmm. You consume a gram of magnesium through food. Mm-hmm. Maybe you only absorb half of that. So unless you're eating a lot of extra magnesium, you could be deficient. Mm-hmm. magnesium helps up sleep it helps us grow brain cells it regulates stress so if you and then stress will actually make you pee out your magnesium so imagine mm-hmm. if you absorb less of it and then you pee out extra of it mm-hmm. you're gonna be living with a deficiency there mm-hmm. um i really love magnesium l3 and 8 
and mm. glycinate. Um, mm. Those are my two favorite types. But, uh, yeah, magnesium is something that I think is pretty inert that people can try for a couple of weeks or a month and see how they feel that mm. there's really a low risk of issues because mm. most – a, it's a mineral, but B, most people are deficient. I think they said over 50 to 60% of people are deficient, mm. and that's using regular blood work standards. And I think mm. as a lot of us know, regular blood work, normal blood ranges aren't what's optimal. It's what's common. Mm. So if you're deficient by the unhealthy Amer normal American standards, 60% of people, how many are deficient from what's optimal? optimal I would say even yeah. more, 60, 70, 80%. Yeah, that's amazing. I'm glad you specified the kinds. I've always been, I've had a few different kinds. And I always wondered which one, which magnesium, yeah. you know? The three so. and eight definitely gets the brain much, much better. I took okay. glycinate for years. I benefited from that. Yep. But switching over, I noticed better mood regulation and especially better sleep. How, how, with something like that, if we even magnesium as an example, typically how long is someone going to be taking that before they may start to notice some changes in their self. Yeah. So it honestly depends a lot on the individual. I remember mm -hmm. the day I first, the evening I first started implementing that magnesium, mm -hmm. I was like, wow, I slept like a rock that night. Mm -hmm. um, so it obviously depends on the supplement. You know, certain things um, can have more profound effects based on the mechanism by which they work, how they actually do what they do. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, people that I work with, if people don't have – like I work with people with mold, Epstein-Barr virus, Lyme disease, heavy metals, those people, you know, that's a little bit of a longer road. You know, they sure. may feel – it can be months before they're feeling – like, wow, I'm a lot better. But yeah. When I work with people that have, you know, anxiety, low mood, brain fog, mm -hmm. I work with some people that within one to three days, they're like, mm -hmm. wow, I am doing so much better because we don't have to fight against that infection first. You know, it's more mm -hmm. so nutrient deficiencies causing those issues, not some pathogen that's inside of the body causing those issues. So mm -hmm. I'm one of those people. I'm very in tune with my body. I'm very sensitive to supplements. A lot mm -hmm. of people I work with are more sensitive to supplements, mm -hmm. and people can notice these things within a day, I would say, but, you know, very definitely highly variable. Cool. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Um I would love to have this conversation go on for days. This stuff fascinates me. Uh, and I do, I think we'll probably have another one of these too, uh, which would be great. Uh, for now though, in terms of people connecting with you, I know uh, Instagram is, is kind of a great platform. Of course, Facebook just, just blew up for you too. So that's yep. a great one. And uh, I believe, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but it's it's Dr. Tyler Panzer for your handle. Is that correct? Correct. Correct. No uh, dot after the doctor. Okay. And then my website is just www.drtylerpanzer.com. Um, also on Twitter and TikTok, I'm going to be expanding a little bit more into those. I'm on LinkedIn as well. Um, you know, I urge anyone listening, it's not just if you're incredibly sick. Mm. I work with a lot of people that, hey, I feel pretty good. I want to feel better. And what I like mm -hmm. to tell people is, you know that day when you sleep like a rock and like you feel like you're firing on all cylinders? And let's be real, like a 10 out of 10 day. Mm -hmm. And let's be real, you know, it's rare to have those very, very often, especially in today's world. But mm -hmm. what if I told you that 10 out of 10 day was only a 7 or 8 out of 10? So you feel <laughs> good. You know, you're yeah. not super – you don't have noticeable health issues. Right. But this is why I word what I do, health optimization. Yeah. I want to squeeze every last drop. Yeah. out of my life obviously i have bad days i have bad weeks that's part of life mm -hmm. but overall i want to enjoy every single moment 
as much as I possibly can. So mm. that's why I'm really on the search for true optimization. Why what I do is so detailed, nitty gritty, detail focused because mm -hmm. the devil's in the details. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, anyone feel free to reach out. Um, you know, I do free discovery calls. I know that this is a kind of a new take on things. A lot of people can't really comprehend how, you know, that spit in the tube can help with all these different things. So I'll be happy mm -hmm. to explain that as well. Cool, man. I love it. Thank you so much for the time. Everybody connect with Tyler. And uh, I know you enjoyed today. Make sure that you share this episode at least with one person. But I know there's so many people that could be benefiting from just what was shared today. Tyler, thanks for being here today, man. It was fun having a great chat with you. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Hoping, hopefully we could do it again sometime. And thank you everyone for listening. Really hope you guys learned something of value. Awesome. Hey, everybody, listen, if you're new, make sure to subscribe, leave a quick comment or review, and thanks for being here as always.